If you like listening to my conversations with interesting people, you'll love listening to them or watching them on Nebula, the creator-owned streaming service where you can get access to these interviews early and ad-free, as well as bonus episodes from my YouTube channel and exclusive series you can't find anywhere else. Sign up for Nebula by clicking the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversations with Joe to support the podcast and help promote content that matters. Hey, welcome back to the Answers with Joe podcast. Today I'm sharing the audio version of the antimatter episode that I did a little bit uh, toward the end of last year, toward the end of 2016. Uh, this one also has a really fun intro at the beginning of it that might not make much sense uh, without seeing it. <laughs> so this one might suffer a little bit from going into the audio version, although it, it tells a little story. I think you can probably follow it. Uh, if you haven't seen this episode, if you're just following the podcast and you don't know what this is all about, you can go to the URL. I'll put that in the show notes, but uh, enjoy the video. Hope you are having a great week, and um, there'll be more of these to come tomorrow. So uh, I'll catch you next time. First, there's this. Yes, I know, I'm going to talk about Canker Boy again. Actually, there's been over a thousand people who have tried Canker Boy, so why don't I let one of them talk about it this time? Hey, my name is Leslie, and I was a lifelong sufferer of canker sores until cankerboy.com came along. If I don't have a little one in there, I've got a couple of small ones or I've got a bouquet of them and I'm in terrible pain. But once the caplets came and I um, bit a huge chunk out of my cheek, which would have resulted in a huge hole, me being in pain, a swollen face, the whole thing. But happily, nothing happened. I don't think any of this is a coincidence. Because like I said, I'm usually a person who has a canker sore if not three or whatever and I've had none in a month and a half. Would I recommend this product? Not only would I recommend it, it's the only thing and I dare to say it's even like a cure. I get comments in my video about this all the time asking if it actually works. Well, there's your answer and it might work for you and if it doesn't, you'll get your money back. I just want people to try it because I know how it feels like to have nothing work and you feel like you're stuck with this curse that never goes away. I know how hopeless that feels and I want to help people out with that. So spread the word. That's cankerboy.com, C-A-N-K-E-R-B-O-Y.com. Now here's today's episode. version of me or I am not evil oh well I, I just assumed if you were the anti me then am I evil no what does evil have to <laughs> <coughs> 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 what does evil have to do with it you just seem no no I, I'm just I'm you made out of antimatter. Oh, I thought this was going to be one of those bits where like you're the opposite of me, like you like sports and avocados and maybe watch videos on your phone instead of reading. I'm just like you. Oh, all right. So what's with the uh it's just what happens when you become antimatter. Okay. So why just on your face? Just go with it. So there's two of me. Sort of. And two of them and two of them and Possibly two of everybody in an anti-universe. I just came over to this universe to let you know that. Well, 
Welcome to the universe. No, 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 we can't touch. What's, what, why not? Because when matter and antimatter collide, they release massive amounts of energy. So yeah, if we touch, we go boom. Ah, okay. Is that an antimatter couch you're sitting on? No, it's your couch. Oh, sh- Superman Sohan 9 asked, during the Big Bang, how did matter outweigh antimatter? This question was actually asked as part of my 50 question lightning round video, which was way back in September, if you can believe it's been that long. But it was too big for a quick answer in the lightning round video, so it got a video. By the way, that lightning round video was to celebrate a million views. I'm already at almost a million and a half views. Uh, so maybe this could be something I could do every million views? We'll see. But I'm also really close to 20,000 subscribers and I need to do something for that. I might do a live stream. There's definitely something on Facebook that I'm gonna do, but uh, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think in the comments. <laughs> wow, I just totally started bragging there, didn't I? All right, so if you wanna talk about antimatter, you have to first start by talking about what matter is. And matter is a vibration. Our prevailing understanding of the quantum world is that at the fundamental levels, the fundamental particles are really just vibrations in the quantum field. This is quantum field theory. So if you think of a particle as a vibration on a string, then the antiparticle would be an opposite vibration on that string. And when they meet each other in the middle, they cancel each other out. Another way to look at it is through Einstein's famous E equals MC squared equation, which says that matter is essentially made of energy. If you put enough energy in a small enough space, you can create a particle, but it will also create a corresponding antiparticle. So you've got these particles and antiparticles carrying this energy, and when they combine with each other, that energy gets released. This is why science fiction writers for years have been talking about things like antimatter engines, where basically you could just have anti-hydrogen and hydrogen and combine them at the back of the spaceship, and it would explode and you would have propulsion. The idea is sound. The only problem is that with today's technology anyway, it takes like a billion times more energy to create an antiparticle than you would ever get out of it. So if all the matter around us was created by energy in a process that also created an antiparticle, then where's all the antimatter? I mean, look around. It's all just matter. Why matter and not antimatter? Why didn't all the particles just explode and cancel each other out? Why is there something and not nothing? I remember actually in college in a philosophy class or something like that, somebody asking that question, why is there something instead of nothing? And I thought it was the most pretentious, ridiculous question I'd ever heard. But physicists are actually asking that. It's a real mystery. The prevailing theory is called asymmetry, which is basically for reasons that we can't know, when the universe was created, there was a very slight asymmetry to it. So for every billion particles of antimatter it created, there were a billion and one particles of regular matter. Just this slight asymmetry that after all the antimatter and matter collided with each other, what was left over became our universe. That means that our entire universe is only a billionth of the amount that was created in the Big Bang. Just think about how much energy that would take. But there is another idea, one that is slowly starting to gain support. It's the theory that all that antimatter still exists, just in another universe an anti-universe, one where the dimension of time runs backwards, anti-time. Now, this could have gone on to create a universe that did its own thing, evolved in its own way, and looks nothing at all like ours. Or it could be a mirror universe. 
depending on your stance on determinism. It could be a universe exactly like ours that evolved exactly the same way as ours is, where out there somewhere is an anti-you watching an anti-video made by an anti-me. Who knows? One thing I can say for sure is that if there was an anti-me, it would look exactly like me. Just a few weeks ago, it made news that the scientists at CERN were able to identify the spectrum coming off of anti-hydrogen atoms. This is a big deal because part of the theory of antimatter is that it would have the same properties as matter, meaning it would give off the same spectrum as matter. Reading an atom's spectrum can tell you what element you're looking at. It has to do with the way electrons bounce up and down in energy shells when it gets hit by light. This is called astronomical spectroscopy. This is how they know what elements are in the clouds of exoplanets, how big and hot stars are, and a million other things. So if they were able to perform spectroscopy on antimatter and got the exact same spectrum back as regular matter, then that proves that it truly is a mirror of regular matter. So scientists have been trying to do this for years, but it's so difficult to make antimatter that they've never been able to pull it off. But the scientists at CERN were able to make 14 antihydrogen atoms and get a spectrum off of it. And it matched perfectly. Meaning our theories about antimatter and the creation of the universe are sound. It just still doesn't make sense. So which do you line up with? That the universe was created out of a slight asymmetry or that the antimatter formed its own universe? Discuss downstairs. Thanks to Superman Sohan for his question. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can ask it down in the comments below or on any of my social media channels at Answers with Joe, and it could be the topic for a new video. And you've probably seen other YouTubers talk about this, but apparently I need to talk about it too. Um, if you want to make sure you see my videos, you need to click the little bell next to the subscribe button below the video. That will ensure that it will show up in your feed. Apparently YouTube's getting a little algorithmy on their feed these days. And if you don't click that, then you might not see this video. So this doesn't just apply to me, to all of your favorite YouTube channels. If you want to make sure you see their videos, make sure and hit that bell down there. Don't forget to like if you liked it, share if you loved it, and hit the... Don't forget to like this video if you liked it, and share it if you loved it. And holy crap, if this is your first time here, please hit subscribe, because I come back with stuff just like this every Monday. Extra special thanks and love out to my Patreon supporters who help make this show possible. If you are not on Patreon, I've got some extra cool perks coming your way, stuff that nobody else will get to see, so you might want to check that out. Anyway, thanks again for watching. You guys go out and have an eye-opening week, and I'll see you next time. Love you guys. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. If you found this through the YouTube channel and you are not subscribed on iTunes or Google Play, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to be coming back with interviews and repeats of old videos just like this all the time. And if you found this on the podcast player, then uh, know I have a YouTube channel on, uh, well, on YouTube. Just do a little search for Answers with Joe and you'll find all kinds of fun science and comedy stuff to keep you entertained and thinking about cool stuff for the rest of the week. And you can find this in all my podcasts and all my videos at AnswersWithJoe.com. And if you enjoyed it, a nice review in the iTunes or Google Play Store goes a long way. And of course, word of mouth means everything. So any, anything you can do to help get the word out, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. I will catch you next time. Have a good one.